Welcome, everyone, to There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate SG-1 First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nyx. And I'm Grace, and today we're going to go over episode four, The Broken Divide, or as we like to call it, the one that looks like the porn version of itself. But before we get into it, uh, there's kind of a really cool note. You know, we've... We kind of have a couple episodes recorded before this happened, but this is our first episode that we are recording, after which we have officially been put on iTunes. Woohoo! Um, so that's exciting for us. <laughs> it probably won't matter to you if you're listening. You've already heard the other one. You've already heard us on iTunes, but uh, it was in between the previous episode and this episode that we officially get on iTunes. Uh, so we uh, that's our excitement this week. So we're very excited. Um... But yes, this episode is The Broken Divide. Uh, the, it first aired on August 15th, 1997. Okay. Uh, written by Jonathan Glasner. We already have a couple. Familiar name already yes, at this point. Yes, I know this name. Um, directed by William... Yeah. yeah Gregly? Gregly. Greg. I am really sorry, William. Uh, we'll, we'll be on that better next time. Why don't yeah. we get this pronouncers, Google pronouncings for us next time. Yeah. Um, but he directs a number of episodes, 12 in total, like a couple each season. Okay. Um, and so the planet that we're on this week is P3X797. And no, and we're not about to go do a workout. That's just yeah. what these things are all called. <laughs> um, and this is kind of cool because this doesn't become a, a in a one-off in a, uh, you know, so no spoilers and specifics, but we do kind of see this planet... Um, sort of mentioned later oh, on okay. in the series. So this is, I think, the first... Bit, well, I can't say the first time, because Chulak, obviously, you can imagine, becomes a place we see again. Come again, okay. Yeah. Um, but my big thing, the big takeaway from this episode that really becomes something that you hear again and again is Janet Frazier. That's our doctor. That's our doctor. Oh, I like her. Yes, okay, cool. Which is great that you like her because she becomes a huge favorite awesomeness of this show. I, I like her. I don't know if I'm going in the wrong direction, but I feel like she could be a good foil to Daniel because I think she might be smarter than he is. Probably. Um, I mean, not that Captain Doctor isn't, but I, I just like this. I like when the women are smarter than Daniel, because that's his weapon of choice. Well, it's, it's yeah, the, the whole fun thing is just everyone becomes, except for this very narrow niche, everyone's just smarter than Daniel. That's he's true. just there for the heart. Yeah. He's, <laughs> the, like he's the heart of this uh, power the range. Nerdy, or the nerdy, uh, turtleneck-wearing heart. Um, so, yep, into the episode... We um, start with the episode's mission briefing number one, um, and they, they're talking about this gate address. They mention that all the refugees that we already know were sent back to the planets from the pilot episode, they helped sort of craft, they saw the first three symbols, um, but they didn't get the last symbols, the last uh, set. Okay. Um, when Remember when the, the Gould, yes. Skara, yep. and... Yep. So they got the first couple, and because they have all of these these addresses from the cartouche on Abydos, um, Sam's program has sort of been running it through and filtering. So which they've just figured out. It doesn't seem like it should have taken this long. Well, like, computers were slow back then. <laughs> this is there's only so many things for it to cross reference. we just came across this, and this is sort of the one possible place of places it could have come from. Okay. Um, so they sent a map through. The video came back black. Very, very black. Very... And there's a question of, 
Well, aren't there aren't there headlights, flashlights? And they're like, they were broken. Yeah, conveniently, <laughs> they broke when we went to this planet of darkness. As, as so Dan- it's it's still dark there. As Daniel points out, this sounds super awesome and super safe, guys. <laughs> and I love how this episode just starts with classic Jack snark. As they all should. As they all that should. That might be my favorite part of the thing, because it's almost, he thinks of, it's, I feel like he thinks it's a joke as just as much as we do. Like, it's to me, it's funny a lot of the times, and I think it's just as funny to him. I and like it. we have this amazing eye fight between Teal'c and this giant marine of, they don't reference, they don't say anything about it to this point, but you just get these shots between Teal'c and this marine of, like, Teal'c's, like, confused, huh? And this marine is like, I'm going to eat your soul. Yeah, they're just kind of, yeah, they're just having a staring, like a an eye stare contest. Down. Yeah, a staring contest. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do get the comment of, of sort of, Daniel asks why they can't get better names for these planets, and Carter makes the reference that's essentially binary code straight for the computer. Just roll with it. We're not going to come up with something we're going to We're never going to get creative names. Let's write something into the scripts <laughs> as to why we're never going to think of creative names. But if these Somebody are... go binary. <laughs> if, if these are kicked out, how come the, the system, like the computer program doesn't go planet one, blank, planet right. two, right. Right, right. Let's put blank. more effort into the non-effort. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds a lot like the way I do homework. Let me sit here and take notes about the notes I'm going to take for the essay I'm going to write, but then I'm going to take some notes about those first, too. <laughs> Just name the planet something. Just name them something. Um, but fine, this works. Binary. Okay. Binary. Which, granted, there's nothing about binary in know. these I names. I don't understand. I, I'm it's not like, going to pretend to. The thing is, the names are like a hexadecimal system. Okay. You're and saying not- words that are maths. Stop mapping at me. We're, just, we're like two minutes, two, 30 seconds into this episode. But we learned that SG-3 Marines... Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we 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 have you know SG one now. We have we've met SG two, which is sort of like the secondary SG one. They're kind of the exact same thing, but the second tier. And then we have SG three that are the Marines. Um, and Daniel is comically worried about his front side instead of his back side. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Daniel knows where the money's coming from. <laughs> so then we have a shot of him heading through the gate. And uh, we, my favorite thing is just, I don't know why this stuck out to me, but we had this long conversation while we were rewatching this of like, Jack just goes back, backwards baseball cap in yes. order to get his... Uh, you got it. He can't not wear the baseball cap, but he's got to wear a helmet. But he's also got these he's, night he vision goggles. He wasn't wearing the helmet. It was That's just true. the hat and the night vision goggles. Well, he's gotta, there's got to be a way for people to see he's a rebel. Even on other planets, they'll be like, that guy's baseball cap is backwards. He must be a rebel. He doesn't play by the rules. Look at that cap. <laughs> and there's this amazing little... It was kind of back and forth, really. It was a comment and then a, a knockdown, a foot stomp of... The Marines are like, we'll go first through this gate. And Jack is like, um, do you see the number on this patch? This is SG-1. Remember we that go, time I'm cooler than you? We go through the gate first. Yeah. You watch our asses. <laughs> um, and I like that, uh, by the way, Colonel Makepeace is the commanding officer of SG-3. I don't know if they actually name him this episode. Colonel Makepeace? Yeah, Colonel Makepeace. He doesn't seem like a peacemaker at all. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> But they have this great moment of, like, Air Force Marines humor where he calls Jack Flyboy. Nice. I like that. <laughs> and also the cool little... 
it's cool to not have. So SG-1 goes through the gate, and they're supposed to wait for like a 10 count or so. So Makepeace just takes this weapon and sticks it in the event horizon. Right. Because that way, conveniently, the gate won't shut off. There you go. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like holding the elevator door open. Yeah, holding the elevator door. Exactly what that is. just stick my gun in here and hold the elevator door open. Sorry, that pause was uh, the dog making noise underneath the desk, getting at the uh, cuddling Kaylee up. the Thorgy is here, everybody. Yes. Kaylee the Thorgy has joined us in today's podcast. She's she's not really in any costume, but she's being extra derpy and clingy, so she's curled up beneath the oh, thing. We don't know how vocal way. she's going to be, but she seems to have some opinions on this week's episode. Yes. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, so, anyways, they arrive on the planet. It's pitch dark because Melp told us so. And they get attacked by locals who seem to be acting conveniently like every TV show trope of a caveman possibly available. Right. From clothing to facial structure to everything. Yep. Um, And they find a woman captured by the caveman tribe. And we have a second episode in a row dealing with women being raped. Yeah, this seems to be an ongoing theme here. Thankfully, this is not a trend that continues. Okay, good. This kind of... Gets nipped in the butt. And we also... Rocks start getting thrown, and we meet basically what are some surgeons on the planet. Yeah. The interesting veils and costumes. Something. I don't know if they're preparing for an outbreak, which I guess they kind of are. I guess they're kind of like but hazmat they, suits. Yeah, there's a little Very version of hazmat suits. ineffective hazmat yeah. suits. Yeah. Um, and the, I'm caught by the fact that those night vision shots are so clearly shot during the day. Right. It's, it's crazy how night on other planets looks like not night yeah. on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also, speaking of a trend for the second time in a row, of when in doubt with primitive species, just shoot your gun in the air. And yeah. the loud noises scare people off. Right. Um, That's what guns are great for. Also, I laughed at this that we have Dana just keeps taking his glasses on and off. I have a hunch. Does he just use them for the show? Are they that low for prescription? He just takes them on. He was I, a first hipster. Because he only needs his glasses to look like he's doing something. I'll tell you, if I took my glasses off, I don't really care if you give me night vision goggles. I'm not going to see a single probably goddamn fall thing. on my face because zero depth perception is what would happen. I trip wearing glasses. <laughs> Um, also, we have our first O for crying out loud in the for crying out loud count, <laughs> which we have missed on previous episodes. I actually had it in my notes, but I forgot to get to it. So we're going to have the for crying for out loud count at yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah, I didn't realize we were aware of those. It feels like my mom's in the show. Oh. But for crying out loud. Trust me, you will become aware of them very soon. <laughs> there is a second catch line that becomes a catch line that we have not heard yet. What other way can you cry other than out loud? <laughs> you can cry silently. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a much sadder way of crying. <laughs> oh, for crying so silently. Okay, so. So, suddenly I walk from the darkness into light in a way that is so scientifically unplausible. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not even getting into the discussion. I've decided they have a cloud over their heads, <laughs> like a cartoon. And it only hangs around one half. It kind of curves like a C. And it hangs out. We're assuming these plants around. For all I know, they're not. Yeah. But it kind well, of just curves around. It has to be gravity yeah. dictates that they're around. <laughs> Get out of here with your science. <laughs> but this cloud just hangs around half of it and makes an even clean break. So yep. you've got sunlight on one side and you don't on the other. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> so we discovered that the people on this planet are heavily influenced by the Minoan culture, which is indicated by the giant bull decoration just everywhere. bull and bronze. Um, which, you know, I, I don't remember... I don't remember a ton from my art history classes, but I do know that a lot of the iconic pieces of Minoan culture did have bulls 
Um, like in the artwork, it was kind of right. a sacred creature for them. The Minoans are from Crete. They're kind of a society that we never really knew how they declined. There was a volcano at one point, but it didn't wipe everyone out. Um, so in the Mediterranean, right? I'm going to go yes, with Crete they, they are underwater. They are the lost city of Atlantis. <laughs> the end. We're done. Different culture. <laughs> Not Wait, really. I'm segueing into the wrong Stargate. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. I'm going to blame this week's string for that one. Bartender Nick has given us... What this we is call these? the nightcaps. He called it a nightcap, which is essentially any drink that you drink at night. So I'm calling it the dude's nightcap because it looks a lot like a white Russian. And this is in reference to, uh, to Jack night cap. That's right. Because <laughs> in the scene where they're watching these the cave people around the fire there, he takes his cap off from being backwards and puts it down frontwards. And there is a five minute conversation in the living room as we're watching this about how that's t- actually two different caps in real life. I'm, because yeah. when he's wearing it backwards, it's a straight bill. And when he turns it around, it has the nice arch. I'm convinced so, that he rally caps it when it goes backwards. <laughs> goes into rally cap mode and then he flips it forward the fact that this baseball cap had this much of a discussion as to if this was the same the pattern or not ball cap debate of 2015 <laughs> has influenced this drink which uh i know at least has milk and absinthe in it as for what else is in it bartender nick has not told us Fun he just makes us things puppies smiles i don't know yes puppy <laughs> smiles kaylee smiles are the other ingredient in this drink um so Anyways, we find out, back to the episode, we find out the locals call their lands the Land of Light. I call it your death. Sorry, back to (laughs) a a quick wash reference there for Firefly. Um, But the, the savages are in the land of dark. They're the touch. It's basically they're cursed. They're they're own they're the same it's the same species. It's the same people. Like they're it's their brothers and fathers and sisters, but they're cursed. Um, and we learn that the Gould haven't been to the plant in a generation. So because of that, Jack basically goes, Alrighty, we're done. Let's go home. No gould here. There's no gould here. We came here looking for the gould. Done. And of course Daniel's like, but research, study, culture, anthropology. And Jack is like, I don't really care about any of that shit. And then we were like turtleneck. Yeah. (laughs) Because Daniel's going to a beatnik party later in this episode, by the way. It's all about the mock turtleneck in the 90s. (laughs) Um... And you also noticed how long this wormhole scene to get back to the plant. This is the extended sequence that they stole from Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where I was like, "Are we, are we in the TARDIS right now? What's yeah. happening? Something." This is like happening. the longest wormhole scene because we've seen since the pilot. <laughs> this is when they're thirty seconds short on time for the episode. I liken they... it. Yeah, I liken it to the Simpsons open. If we did not write enough, we're going to give you a really long open. This is what they're doing. They're extending their time. You know, nickel and diamond net. <laughs> exactly. Make, make the cut. So staff meeting number two of the episode. I love... Daniel just gets up, like, straight as the episode starts, is just voicing voicing his opinion on a losing battle of, like, we have to go study these people, and why aren't you guys listening to me? And every time Hammond tries to talk, Daniel's just like, no, my point. He's going to make to me. it. He's going to stand This is the thing. I am trying to get this point across, and finally Hammond just goes, shush, you've already won, quit talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, yeah. And they make the comment that this is the science versus military discussion, they've had it before, we will have it again, shocker. Uh, 
Yeah, well, yeah. Isn't that what we're all here for? That's what we're all to here have for. Staff meetings and discuss things. That's why That's Daniel's what makes there. Fun things to watch. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Politics. <laughs> Unless you're Aaron Sorkin, politics is rarely interesting. <laughs> uh, and we have the discussion here of this is where they name the episode. Um, so Broca's brain. They they mention Pierre Paul Broca, um, and the Broca divide, which actually. My very long-term studying of this, which was not long-term, in when you type in Broca Divide, you get reference to Stargate. But <laughs> <laughs> but you can get Our the fact of research from Google <laughs> tells us. So Mr. Google <laughs> brought me Stargate references, and I referenced Broca Divide. But I do have some knowledge of of Broca himself. You know, he was in he was a French sort of natural scientist anthropologist in the 1800s, and he's sort of the person that mapped out what the regions of the brain look like. Oh, right on. I have don't quote me on this, but I have a hunch it wasn't always through the most uh, humane means right. possible. But, you know, the, the area of the frontal lobe is named after him. Like, there's a Broca's region in your in your brain, Got and it. that's what sort of is involved with its language. It's, it's articulate language, and that's how we communicate with each other. Communication! Communication! So, um... The other thing is, I know it best, I'm a huge Carl Sagan fan, and he has a book called Broca's Brain. And so he kind of talks about, a lot of the book is talking about the same thing. It's talking about, like, language, how we communicate, it even touches on how we're going to communicate with other, with other species, like right. with um, extraterrestrials. It also um, talks about weird... This is the part where I ask if I can get extra credit in class for this. <laughs> Dear um, intro to communications teacher, we're talking about communication. But Broca had a huge collection of brains preserved in jars. After he died, his brain was added to this collection. You can actually go visit this collection. Sweet. I think in France, I'm assuming. I do not know for sure. Um, but... So Carl Sagan wrote this question. All I can this picture question. is crying from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> wrote this question. It goes, how much of that man known as Paul Broca can be still found in this jar? Oh, interesting. So that's sort of, that's where you, the episode name is from. It's, it is that, the Broca divide is that shift of when we go from this, for lack of a better term, caveman style simplistic language that is mostly the gestural the evolution to an actual uh, communicated language that is formal that is more expressive right it becomes more about you can art ha- versus the necessity of language. you can have an oral tradition that way it can be passed down etc dig it so dig it man woohoo um, at some point, we're going to start lang- like naming these segments we have in each episode. Oh, okay. That'd be kind of fun. Sure. Sure. So, I love the recovery when, when Hammond goes, you've already won the argument, and Daniel's just like, keeps going, and then he... Pa- uh, but wait, wait, I'm on a roll. I, yeah. I won? Wait, what? <laughs> Who, right, me? That is pretty good. Um, and then we have the Johnson versus Tilk fight of the briefing room in which we have a clear winner of this fight. This is what we learned, that you just don't mess with Phil. He is a warrior. He's like a zen warrior Just because monk. his eyebrows are so perfectly manicured. <laughs> 
That does not mean he is a man to be messed with. No. He is a warrior monk. He just, like, like the moment he just grabs the fist, it's like, I'm not even, you're not even trying, bro. Yeah. You gotta try a little Come bit harder. at me. Yeah. Um, and foaming at the mouth when they take Johnson out of the room is never a good sign of... No. And, I, you know, and I, and I commented on this earlier, but the kind of dedication from an actor, how do you get that much foam to come out of your mouth? I think it's like a little tablet... Oh, well, now you just ruined the magic for me. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to make my mouth foam, and it just doesn't work. No, I think it's, it, you know, you stick Pop Rocks in your mouth, oh, and your mouth gets all foamy. The magic of television. All right, you got me. Oh, it just ruined your dreams. <laughs> got it. All right, let's go. Let's keep so, doing it. So Daniel and Sam are doing random research in the gate room, because random research in the gate room. This right. is where he's going to the beatnik party, by the way. Got it. Um, this is also where I think we mentioned this last week. I think week. I'm going to start using random research yeah. uh, with quotes to mean <laughs> dirty things. That's what I've decided now. Okay, let's do this. Let's keep moving. Um, and another fight breaks out in the briefing room, and this time they go right through the glass of the briefing room, which, by the way, either <laughs> this glass is not very strong. I would think that this glass is bulletproof. Yeah, I would hope it was. I would hope it was something And proof. if it was bulletproof, I don't think these two would just fall through it. They're pretty <laughs> strong. Still, pretty, yeah. still. They just launched themselves. No, you're right. <laughs> um, and one is clearly dead. The one in the foreground, I'm pretty sure he did not survive that fall. No, it was a pretty good dead face. Is this, that the one with the good dead face? That's the one with the good dead face. It's, and the yeah. guy in the back, we don't Haunting. really see, but they're in like the next scene, or a couple scenes later, there is a guy like behind Sam in the infirmary with like the neck brace on. Yes. So I think that's the other guy. Yeah. Somehow he managed to escape with just a yeah. A, I'm, a I'm neck gonna brace. say that I'm gonna say that the other guy survived, and that guy, the guy in the foreground, just well didn't. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the the one thing I caught is when she calls in sort of the the red alert, the men down. The gate room is in section C. Oh. Is that, did I completely miss that that's on the, is that on the doors too? I don't know. Have I been watching this for years? You're and never... far more observant than I am. So if you just cut that, I'm not going to see it for another five years. <laughs> we'll just cut that part out. You, <laughs> yeah, you watch us cut this out because I may have just not been observant and missed that it says section C on the doors to the gate room for the past. <laughs> we may not cut this out. 15 this years. <laughs> I'm observant. Um, so then we have, let's just say the locker room scene. Okay, <laughs> the locker room scene. Yes, I like that. This locker room scene has spawned so much fan fiction. I love this part. This is this is sexy, Doctor Captain Doctor. This is Captain Doctor sexy. This is the start of as if people didn't ship these two characters beforehand. Right. Yeah. Um, the shipping level went up a few. You know. Exponential points after this scene. They were shipping so hard. I don't know how they kept a straight face filming this scene. Because... I'm surprised they didn't make the room colder. <laughs> it was pretty cold. <laughs> I feel like the room needed to be a little bit colder. Um, but I do like Captain Dr. Sam. It reminded me a little bit of Sonya Blade. I wanted her to, you know, at some point there to be a finishing move. <laughs> otherworldly fight scenes. So she reminded me of Ripley from Alien. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. My brain goes Mortal Kombat. Your brain goes Alien. Yeah, that works. That works. Um, So, yeah, that ends quickly. (laughs) We don't know how long it took to get her to the infirmary room. Right. But, you know. We assume it ends quickly. We go, we get a cut scene right before anything could happen. We don't know. We don't don't know know what happened. What was taken advantage of or what wasn't. Exactly. He's still, you know, Jack's still a human man. Here's, no, no, no. (laughs) She's a beautiful lady. I think Jack, 
at normal, Jack would not do anything. Jack mm-hmm. is a gentleman. He works with Sam. I, I fully believe he would not do anything. Okay. But remember, Jack is infected at this point. This is true. Jack the, is not oh, of the same oh, mind. the plot thickens. He doesn't really start showing it until later, but technically Jack is infected here. Oh, I dig it. Okay. So I'm still saying I fully do not think anything happened. I do believe he took him, took her straight to the infirmary. Ladies and gentlemen, if you find any of this fanfic somewhere, please send it to us. <laughs> please <laughs> make sure like Grace's name is, is on this. I have no need to read it. If you find it. Please remember, there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. We'll send it to Grace, and I'll keep my mind pure. Um, so we learned that they're locking up people in the old DEFCON 1 living quarters, because remember, this was a missile silo base. Right, right. Uh, and we notice how they're all starting to look like cavemen. Hmm, convenience. <laughs> there's hair in random places. They yeah, look, they I'm look digging great. all the unibrows and the situations coming up. <laughs> and then Jack goes to explain to Daniel what happened. We have a little jealousy. Peeks its ugly head up on the part of Jack. Um, I, I like the line of... of as they're walking around the corner, just like, you, know, you should be flattered, you know? <laughs> right, right. Really, they go after the men that would give them the highest status, so you should be flattered. Right, she you should you. be into this, yeah. Um, and then... We don't know that he wasn't. As as a as a partner to that, Daniel has the, oh, oh, you poor man. <laughs> this must be so hard for you. <laughs> this must be so hard for you. Uh, we also have an internet call out because he explicitly says something about I researched this on the internet. Oh yeah, on this brand new thing I found called the internet. <laughs> I dialed is... up using AOL. <laughs> I just finished watching all of Buffy and in the first seasons they did kind of the same thing of like, have you heard of the internet? Yeah. Can I tell you about the internet? <laughs> do you remember a time before the internet? I'm having a hard time here. I do. I remember, I remember like the first dial up. I mean, yeah, I'm old enough to know better. Yeah, no, no. Like, yeah, I, re- <laughs> I remember. I remember like when we got internet for the first time in the house. Yeah, here's what I'm grateful for is that I did not have to do college without internet. Yeah, the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move forward. I was, I think, one of the first. I started college in '02, so I think I was really like the. F- Early on in the realm of in college and having a laptop, and at this that, point no, I that's can't. That's fancy. I yeah. can't even think of starting college <laughs> without a laptop. How many pounds did your laptop weigh? Was it like a forty pound laptop? It was. It was, was it a brick. It was an i. It was an i. It was an iBook. Oh, nice. Or an iMac. I don't know what they were actually called back then, but it was the white. It was the that Rory has in Gilmore Girls. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't. Can, it wasn't candy colored. Oh, got it. It was a white one. Um. But yeah, so this is also, I also not remarked out that this is the first time Jack calls her Samantha, I think. Oh. He remarkably doesn't call her Carter or Sam. He calls her Samantha. Well, because, you know, the shit's hitting the fan. Yeah, exactly. So, Frazier mentioned that they are, they were able to isolate the organism, uh, and it's acting like a, basically a parasite virus that feeds on chemical transmitters, including neurotransmitters. So technogababble on a medical scale. Words. Yeah. So, I mean, I at least know what all those words mean. I was able to follow along enough, but there's also this great exchange where, where Frage is like, I've never seen anything like this on Earth. And Jalen just goes dead face, exactly, on Earth. <laughs> this is not from Earth. <laughs> By the way, you work in this, like... Space going. Yeah, uh, we're not Earth military this organization. Is, we don't even Earth here. We don't even Earth here. <laughs> yeah. And how is this? 
How was the thought that they might bring back a biological issue not a, one of the top concerns when they started this whole endeavor? You know, you're you're absolutely right. Because they should be more worried about this. This we, is how the zombie apocalypse happened. Well, not just a zombie apocalypse, but we encountered all the same shit when we were, like, colonizing the Earth. That's true. Smallpox. I mean, they could easily bring another smallpox through What this. are you thinking? We're going to learn from history? What I'm do you sure, think we this are? This is true. People that don't think highly of ourselves? <laughs> Come on, we're better than everybody else. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> we're still Americans, damn it. We didn't think about this until now. <laughs> That Hammond's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We could get sick, and then we couldn't stop that. (laughs) That's a thing that could happen because that. So, also, there's a shot where someone is either pulling, taking blood, or injecting something where it's so clearly not in the person's arm. Yeah, that it's like blatant. Yeah, well, I mean, comical. I don't know if you know this, but they can't actually do that on the TV. They have a shot later. Where Janet is giving Jack an injection, where it's completely plausible. That's because he probably did it. That's because <laughs> that's because he's very method. <laughs> so Richard Anderson is very method. He's like, just give me a shot. And she's like, dude, I'm not a doctor. He's like, I don't care. Just do it. And he's like, I'm. This isn't even a clean needle. I don't know where it's been. <laughs> he's like, all the better. It's covered in like rust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then we hear this sound. We hear this sound in this episode. I can only liken it to a dinosaur meets a howler monkey. Meets a dying cat. (laughs) Yes, with just a splash of dying cat. And we find out that this is Jack, and Jack is very not happy. No, he's very unhappy. He looks like Bubba from DuckTales. In in his DuckTales reference number two? Number two. Yeah, dos. For those of you counting. (laughs) We'll we'll add that into our count. Um, But anyways, this is Jack, and he... When I just wanted to know when this sound hit the screen, the dog's head and ears perked up so Kaylee fast. The Thorgy was very amused. Kaylee the Thorgy is like, "What is that sound to make it stop?" This is the thing that's happening. I think there were sounds in that call that were above our hearing range. That right. Kaylee was like, "Make it stop! Make it stop! Make yeah. it stop!" <laughs> So Hammond then has a call in his fancy red phone, has a conversation that I don't think anyone wants to have with, which, who I'm assuming is the president or joint chief of staff or someone who has another red phone, who I don't want to be having this conversation with. If you have a red phone, I don't want to be talking to you. No. And he basically says that if anyone makes it out of the mountain, they're to be shot on sight and their bodies to be burned. So that's happy. Yeah. That's not, yeah. We're not kidding around anymore. No, no. And I'm really glad I'm not Hammond. Because I don't <laughs> want to be. He's the one to make that call. Exactly. So Hammond goes to visit Fraser again, and she has a bit of good news that Teal'c and Daniel are immune. Um, I have the question of why does I can't remember if she says that she's immune or not too because she, she is, is because immune. She, yeah, she is immune because she also something antihistamine. Yeah, something, but I don't something. know if she mentioned it. I can't remember if she mentioned it here or That's not. That's true, or if it comes up later. Um, but anyways, they're immune, but she needs a blood sample from an untouch, an untouched on the planet. Um, so we have what's left of SG One going to do just that. But the comments is. Hammond goes, do any of you know how to draw blood? And clearly blank faces, the same blank face someone By I would draw give. blood, do you mean shoot guns until blood comes? Because <laughs> that we can do. <laughs> but she goes, teach him how to draw blood. You're going, your mission starts in half an hour. So then you see him fully geared up, heading towards the gate. 
I can imagine it takes almost a half hour so here's to the, get geared up to get your to get the weapons checked out here's and get what to the I'm game thinking. room. I think they got theater dressed. <laughs> somebody trained them, and they just held their arms out, and somebody dressed them for. Well, well, Janet <laughs> is showing them how well, to draw yeah, blood. Well, she did this little song and dance number of how you draw blood. Well, we also and- learned that she didn't give the complete instructions of how to draw blood <laughs> because yeah. later Teal goes to draw blood and doesn't like disinfect an area. He literally I'm not just- even sure that he. It's a vein. Like, these just, people just have very large. Listen, I've gotten blood drawn before. It takes a good four or five shots, even with a good phlebotomist. So I think he just got really lucky. These people have amazing veins. He literally just doesn't wipe down and just sticks the needle in. We don't see him. Well, to be fair, it cuts away before he starts drawing blood. So he may have had to get a That's couple true. He might have in jabbed there. in there a couple times. Yeah. But we, to, in order to save time, we, we skip bruise a couple days later. We skip the whole looks. disinfect the arm parts no, or anything no, like we that. We don't need to. Sanitize. Or like, or like you know. The, the rubber band up top. Yeah, to the little the tourniquet situation. Yeah. That's probably so, the worst part, people. Back on back on the planet, they run into Melosha, which is the daughter that we, we saw earlier in the episode about to get raped. Um, that the people have basically not even claimed as the daughter anymore because to them she's dead. Nope, she's been touched. We don't want her. Exactly. So Teal'c again tells Daniel to keep the eye on the prize. <laughs> Daniel, of course, ignores this and it's focused on the short-term goal of this girl instead of the long-term goal of everyone Save on all Earth. all of the people. Yes. <laughs> so while he's playing the short game of saving the girl, Oh, look, he gets captured. Guess who gets missing and someone conveniently loses his glasses and in the dark right at Silk's feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So all, we learned here that clearly Daniel had some weapons training at some point because he has a big boy gun there. He does have a big boy gun. Instead of just his small sidearm. Yeah. Again, does he even know how to use this? No, or they no, just tell him to shoot it in the Maybe air? Maybe it's the same way um, that Silk got trained how to draw blood. There's, there's no actual, like, bullets in the gun. It's just there for show. Yeah, it's just to make him feel good. It's just, just it's a little bit of a placebo effect. Yeah. It's like, here, you can hold this. You're a big kid. <laughs> and we notice that Teal'c does have a very large gun. It looks like a Tommy gun. Yeah. I don't know the name. The only gun in this in this series I know, because I'm not a weapons person, is the P90 that they get later on in the series. He has some gigantic freaking gun here, but he does have it in place of his usual staff weapon. Here's what I know. Teal'c is a big man. Yeah. He needs a big gun. Yes. The end. (laughs) That's basically the end of it. Um, And they have this great moment where they discuss the dip. You know, Teal gets sort of, they just... They, they just tossed her here on this side of the planet and, and right. she's ill. She's gone and, to the dark side. And Tilt goes, well, we've we've locked our sick up in isolation chambers and basically how is that any different? And it's a good little philosophical question because this is all they know how to do to keep these people safe. Right. They, they kept them safe in their own way. And we... We get the same. Basically, instead of tossing them all in one place to make a little herd right. together, we've we've partitioned them off so there's one, maybe two people in the room. Right. So that's essentially, you know, it's an interesting philosophical question because these people don't know the difference. They don't understand that it's a sickness. They think it's a curse. So they've they've shuffled them off, like Daniel says, like a leper colony. Right. To to keep everyone else safe because they don't know anything else to do. That's true. Yeah, they're not trying to be terrible. They just need to know that they need to not be there. Exactly. So back at the SGC, Hammond is now in a straight jacket because <laughs> he's gone crazy, um, and gets put in the same room as Jack because yeah, they're running he's got out of this room. Fun little unibrow going. Too. Yeah, 
Everyone has the a unibrow. Man, they couldn't give him hair on his head? No one has a better <laughs> unibrow, though, than Amanda Tapping. Yeah, because they're like, how do we make this beautiful woman ugly? More unibrow. Like, the most unibrow that anyone's ever seen. Have you even, do you even unibrow? It's like the biggest yeah. caterpillar sitting on her forehead. <laughs> it's like yeah. a Muppet. Yeah, they're like, we want you to see nothing but this unibrow. <laughs> it's good stuff. So Jack is fighting this illness. Um, we see how strong Jack's mind is right. that, you know, he ha- does have a shit ton of sedative running through his system. Yeah. Janet says that, that he's had, like, double the safe dose. Right. But he's, he's definitely unsafe, and, and he, but he's still trying. He's, he's able to fight through it. this. He's able to start to communicate with a bit more sedative. And from what she says is because of the sedative, his mind can come through. Is that exactly, correct? Exactly, yeah. Um, and so he basically asks her to experiment on him, and she's like, nope. And he's like, yes. <laughs> right. And this is, you know... She, he's, she's already realized that it's a histam. I'm going to pronounce this, a histamaleic, a histamaleic. It feeds on histamine, people. Yeah. It eats histamine for lunch. <laughs> um, and this is this is Jack defending his people. Jack can't fight this. He doesn't know right. you can't fight. It's not the, a, yeah, he's a gonna physical thing he can. he can shoot with a gun he's to defend things. He's throwing himself on the bomb here. Exactly. So this is how he can keep fighting. This is how he can be the alpha male, protect his people. By going experiment on me, because that way, if you can find an answer, it's rather me than experiment on something else if something goes wrong. Correct. So, Jack the Hero. So, Tilk finally gets the land of the light, doesn't exactly find the most cooperation, but in the end, he does get his blood sample. Right. Uh, this One is, way or the other. This is where we just, the costuming in this episode, people... Okay, yeah, let's take a break from all the philosophical talk <laughs> and discuss all the rejects from the Remember the Time video. <laughs> With Michael Jackson. And, and, and then this is this is where the title of this this week's episode comes from. So it looks like we've costumed the porn parody of Stargate. Yeah, the... Uh, look yeah, at, words. No, there they are some come am- easily. There is some amazing costuming in this series. Male it's belly shirt. not in this episode, guys. <laughs> um... Uh, the hat that looks like a cake from something out of Be Our Guest. I can't. There's, there's. Somebody's probably wearing gray stuff. You know, I think some of these costumes, had they been done in different colors, may have no. been more. Some of them, background ones, not the main man and woman. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> it's a rough costuming episode, guys. It really is. It's, uh, it's, it's distracting. It's a little distracting, but sometimes you need to lighten the mood, and if it takes shitty costuming to do so, then that's what it takes. I feel like they had, at least for the main guy, and I did not write his name down, I feel like they had, like, they had three martial arts costumes in very bright colors, and they needed to dress five people. <laughs> and they're like, just split them up. Just split them up. Just take these caranimals apart, uh, and don't pair them with the right caranimals. And also, I feel like in the society, the two guards there were not picked to stand there because of their defending abilities. They were picked to stand there because you don't talk. The costumes talk. match. A, the costumes <laughs> match. B, you're, you're very large and intimidating looking, and C, you don't talk, and yeah. you don't move. We just need someone quiet. Because they go down fast, and they go down hard. Yeah. When Teal takes him out. Yeah, they're just there for looks. <laughs> they're just there for looks. Yeah, it's a uh, yikes. So, anyways, this is where Teal just gets his blood sample. He just he apologizes. I don't think he's all that sorry. No, he's just he's like these are words I'm supposed to say. Let's yes. keep moving. Yeah, and I also like he's talking about. Do you have no heart? 
I know Teal has a heart. He is the he is the Tin Man of my soul. He has a big heart, but he is a giant robot. Right, for the most part. So for the robot guy to be telling you, yeah, that you have no heart, you must really have no. Because heart. he's like the Buddhist Zen monk warrior dude. So he has a heart. It's just. It's just stoically covered. <laughs> it's still okay. Oh, okay it's covered in a lay of stoicism. <laughs> just this thick, hard candy shell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, back to the caveman fire, and Daniel gets beat up. Because he's Daniel, and that's basically the entire scene. What he's good scene. for, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we find out Stan was, Sam was stabbed, and we see her giant unibrow. Um, mm-hmm. And Teal'c... Um, Teal'c basically gives Janet the blood. I feel like that's it. That's all the blood she needs. I've had my blood drawn for blood tests, and there's like 18 vials yeah, drawn sometimes. Yeah, they've pretty much taken my, all of the blood that I've ever made. <laughs> like, that's it? That one little vial? There's not more hidden in your vest somewhere for her? Because <laughs> we're going to need a little bit more. <laughs> I just want her to go, Teal'c, I need more than this. Can you go back and can, get can me more? Can you get like five times this? <laughs> and then more. So then Teal'c goes to talk with Jack... Although I don't know how... They're just going to stoically stare at each other. They're just going to grunt at each other. Yeah, basically. They're just going to grunt at each other. But Janet comes in because she has a hopeful cure, and Jack said to experiment on him, so that's exactly what she's going to do. And she comes to the realization that the blood sample that Teal got was very low in histamine. And basically, untouched have no histamine. And because it feeds on histamine, that means there's nothing for this virus to feed on, which is why they're not affected, which is the exact reason that Daniel and her aren't affected because they take antihistamines because because allergies. They're big nerds with allergies. Yeah, exactly. So that's why they're basically immune. So her basically solution is a shit ton of Benadryl. Right. Just chock full of Benadryl, everybody naps, we're happy. exactly. And while they're passed out napping for the Benadryl, you basically starve the virus out. There you go. And and problem solved. So it gives Jack super strong meds, and he gets tucked into bed by Teal. Because the the Benadryl is strong. The cutest little moment ever. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry that he didn't, you know, read Goodnight Moon to him or something oh, while he was there. Oh my gosh, can I please have Teal reading Goodnight Moon? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Actually, can I have Teal read, uh, what's the, what's it, Go the Fuck to Sleep? <laughs> yes. Can I have Teal read that? Can you go the, I think it's called Just Go the just Fuck to Sleep? Just Go the Fuck to Sleep, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I know <laughs> no, it's... No, neither of us are parents. Someone no. else knows what this is. I know it's read Stop by yelling. Samuel L. Jackson famously, but I'd really love a copy of it read by Teal. Um, so the next morning, Jack is back to Jack, although Teal doesn't think Jack is back to Jack because Jack is back to Jack being sarcastic and snarky. Right. Uh, as the quote goes... Teal as smart as he is, doesn't read Pounding. Sarcasm. We're pounding on the door... And and the dog just barked as I pounded Haley on the, the table. He is not a fan of pounding on the doors. And uh, Tilko's Colonel Neil, and the, the little slide opens, and he goes, "Lucy, I'm home." And Tilko's, "I am not Lucy." See, Til- okay. Tilko's, "I know that it's a reference to an old TV." Never mind. Can you open the door? Here's the thing: you can't do that to them. He did not grow up with our pop culture. No. No. It's like going to Europe and using sarcasm. They don't understand it. This is the thing that I run into, I swear. It's true. So then, Teal, we apologize to all Europeans. Listen, it's a language thing. It is. No, I, I went there and I was, I was like, 
I said you a couple things. You can't go to Croatia no. and speak in sarcasm to the people that are learning to because, speak English. Exactly. I think it's less <laughs> of a they have a problem with sarcasm of they have a problem understanding the sarcasm within the language. Right. They're like, listen, we're just, I'm just picking up. I'm already doing you this favor, yes. lazy American. Yes. Give me a chance to get there. So then we have, uh, so Till goes, I will summon the doctor. Till goes, no, come on. I'm fine. I'm back to myself. Just open up. And Till goes, I cannot be certain that you are back to being yourself. You refer to me as Lucy. <laughs> well, or or maybe Tilka's using his own sense of humor there. Maybe exactly. we just don't realize it. Tilka has a little snark. He's learning from Jack after he's, all. I mean, yeah, he's learning from the master. Who wouldn't pick up a little snark? Here's And here's the question. Is, do neurotransmitters grow back that quickly that he's fine overnight? I feel like neurotransmitters wouldn't grow back because that's wasn't earlier she said they're feeding on neurotransmitters. The body is a wondrous yeah, yeah. science fiction. <laughs> yeah. So then they go to save Daniel, who they're not necessarily sure is even alive still. Right. Um, but oh look, he is, and his allergy meds ran off, and he has taken himself a lady friend. Well, because he's a horn dog. Exactly. I told you, I'm not a fan of Daniel. And I don't trust him. <laughs> so you um, can't trust a man that wears a turtleneck that well. No, no, no. And so they. Have have these they have the darts that I'm assuming have the the Benadryl in them yeah. and they're shooting everyone but instead of shooting Daniel with the Benadryl they have a large syringe, and Sam's just going to go up and, like, stick him in the neck or something. Yeah. And, of course, Daniel's not all for that and tries to fight him off. So they still shoot him with the right. dart. Just shoot him with the dart straight off. Right, yeah. Just, Why are we wasting just, time? Just, 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 just yeah. take everyone out of the room. all down. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel has this, or not Daniel, but O'Neill has this line about Daniel going, Daniel, you dog, keep this up and you'll have a girl on every planet, which is the most Captain Kirky of the Captain Kirk lines. Well, it's pretty much the truth, though. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. So in the end, everyone wakes up as being themselves. They give the people some meds, some of the Benadryl, but I'm like, this is kind of just going to hurt the issue because they don't know how to make more Benadryl. Right, here's the thing. We never actually figure out why their blood doesn't have histamines. Well, why? I think it's a good point. That I think it, it's very logical, the line that um, Janet said earlier, that it might be some food that they eat. But we don't figure out what food. No, we don't figure that out. So We're just why assuming. can't we just... Look, we know something you do works. Good luck, fuckers. We, figure it out. We don't have the 30 <laughs> seconds because we use those 30 seconds with the extra long wormhole sequence. Yeah, so we, we needed don't. to show more eyebrows and worm so we're not going to cover this part of the plot. So it was like, give them some meds and they just leave them there because they don't, they don't even know, it, they think it's a curse. They're not going to be able to like make more Benadryl no, this is gonna when be this breaks problem. out again. Yeah. So we really didn't help these people at all. We just came in there, yeah. ruined their lives for a little while, <laughs> gave them back their loved ones and then took them away again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, let's just get psychological warfare. So basically this has created a supply and demand mission where they're just going to require more Benadryl from right. Earth every, you know, to keep their stocks up. Um, and then as they're heading back to the gate, we have more fuel and more snark to the Sam and Jack fanfic with some lines <laughs> right. about about if her scar doesn't heal up, she won't be able to wear that nice little tank top number. Right, this is the part where, look, neither of you are sick anymore. Yeah. Aren't you the, the captain? Aren't you people in charge of things? Where's your handbook? Where's your employee Oh, yeah, handbook? no, there's a handbook. I'm throwing out the handbook here. This is a handbook moment, for yeah, sure. Yeah, this is absolutely handbook moment. And you <laughs> see the look in her face after we said it, and she's like, uh, handbook? Yeah. <laughs> this is, where's my handbook? Where's my, this is not an appropriate thing for you to say to me. So, by the end of the 
the episode, um, our for crying out loud total for this episode alone is three. Okay. Which brings the total up for the for the uh, run so far to seven. We've almost doubled our for crying out louds <laughs> in one what episode. Episode. Well, you know, there's a lot of Jack. Yeah. So there's there's that, and our references to Ducktales is up to two. Up to two. I am proud of myself. I did not reference Indiana Jones once in this episode. (laughs) Let me just point that out for everybody. (laughs) I believe there was a reference while we were while we were watching it. Yeah, but there was not here in this. I held it together. Just no Indiana Jones. (laughs) So. Again, thanks for sticking with us during this episode. Yeah, so... Um, We're on Twitter at Terra Podcast. T-E-R-R-A Podcast. One word. Just strung it all out. If you want to email us, we're at... There's no place like Terra. At gmail.com. Correct. Again, if you're going to talk about... Now that we have people listening to us, if you're going to be talking about future episodes, please put spoilers in the subject line somewhere because then I'll filter them through me and so we won't spoil future episodes for uh, for Grace. And next week, we're going to be watching The First Commandment, which I remember, but it's not an episode that I go back to a ton. So it's not... So I, it'll be almost as new to you as it is to me. I, I know the plot line. Okay. I mean, I know that I know what happens in the episode, but I don't remember a lot of the small details. Cool. So I, I'm excited for that. So. so this week's episode bumps Emancipation even lower on my list. Not shocking. I'm not a fan. Actually, Broken Divide goes up even above The Enemy Within. So, I so we're number two? Yeah, so I'm at The Pilot is still number one. Okay. Broken Divide's at number two. Okay. Um, and the enemy within is it three, and then what was it? Emancipation. Emancipation. We're, we're listen. I'm just throwing that one out. <laughs> it's on the list out of pity for now until we get to our sixth episode, and then it's done. Yeah, it's right now. It's on the freshman team. It's like, look, everybody made the cut. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> Eventually, we're gonna binge it, but right now, everyone's yeah. done. Otherwise, there's not enough of you to make a team. Eventually, I don't even know if it's gonna be on the bench anymore, guys. <laughs> it's That's gonna be true. the water boy. Yeah. <laughs> Again, so we're on Twitter at. We're on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Email us at there's no place like Terra at gmail.com. Yes. And we are Grace and Nixie. And Nixie. And thanks for sticking around this long, and we'll see you next week.